0: With interesting and inspiring people in the large yacht industry. Today I'm pleased to welcome Stefano De Vivo, the Chief Commercial Officer for the Ferretti Group and CRN Executive Board Member. In those roles, Stefano oversees a lot of activity at the dedicated super yacht yard in Ancona, Italy. Specifically where CRN is concerned. The four fully custom super yachts that are currently in build can mean hundreds, if not thousands, of employees and subcontractors are flowing in and out of the gates over the course of their construction cycles. Ensuring that these myriad craftspeople stay on schedule while simultaneously ensuring the owners can make important changes is just one of the challenges that Stefano and his team have. Yet This challenge is also what makes this job so rewarding. Stefano is here with us today to talk about these aspects, as well as to share some details about the yachts, which range from about 62 meters to 70 meters that are currently in build at CRN. So Stefano, welcome to Mega Yacht News Radio. It's great to have you here today.
1: Thank you. Thanks. It's great to be with you.
0: Appreciate it. I know you're a busy person these
1: days. (laughs) I'm really sorry. Sometimes technology in these last few months hasn't helped us. It's helping us a lot because we are all under restrictions and moving around and so on. But sometimes because of too many people using it or me not being very good with it, it lets me down. But I'm happy to finally be with you. I hope you can hear me properly.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. No worries at all. Technology sometimes is a blessing and can be a curse. I completely understand.
1: <laughs> so let's,
0: let's talk a little bit about the background of CRN. I know the shipyard has long attracted some quite experienced Yacht buyers, but I would also imagine that that buyer profile has changed somewhat over the past several years. So what would you say are one or two differences that you see among the people coming to you today, compared to about maybe five years ago or so?
1: uh i think uh CRN clients um have over the years actually came to their, their identity and have actually haven't changed as much i think their profile if you check out is uh, the profile of a client that tends to be a client that uh, knows quite well what they want and what they want isn't just out there They can buy from any other shipyard because they've already seen it. They normally tend to want to really customize and build a boat without any limitations uh, linked to trying to engineer platforms of yachts that have already been built. So I think this has naturally attracted clients that really want to build their own dream, their own yachts, their own home. And uh, and actually, we haven't seen a change in that. If you go check uh, the last uh, five years, we've had all clients that are very private. We don't want to pre-year. They don't charter their yachts. And they might not have very completely clear the design, the looks of what their boat is going to look like, but they definitely have very clear what they want to find on their boats and what they want to put in their boats. So I think, uh c r n is the, the shipyard uh, that, that in italy specializes the most in complete complete full custom yachts uh, mega yachts uh which is the reason why i guess uh we find these kind of clients that come and knock on our door
0: right sure sure consistency is good that's that's nothing to be uh you know to be concerned about at all. What about um, how they use their yachts? You know, we've seen some some wonderful design evolutions over the years, like the creation of the beach club. What would you say are some of the things that your clients are asking for more and more in terms of how they'd like to use their yachts?
1: Now, that's something that has changed a lot over the last years, especially over the last 10 years, as you said, you were mentioning uh, the beach club and the stern of the yachts being created. Um, actually, we've had uh, we've had uh, our clients bringing it to the extremes. As in, we've had yachts like Atlante, uh, where uh, the beach club wasn't actually that big, but it had uh, three big uh, three big openings: two on the sides and one in the back. And then, on top of this, on the main deck, the main deck became completely in the cockpit where normally you would find the cockpit and the normal entrance to the yacht. that actually became all a beach club that could be used open or closed, and so on. Then you had boats like Yala uh, or or Jade or Latino which are a seven sorry a seventy four meters a fifty five meters a fifty two meters that uh, all had uh, tender bays. Tender bays means that, that in the in the beach club, in the beach area, they had um, opening doors, hatches on the sides that would flood parts of these beach areas that uh, would allow for the tender to float in, float out. But at the same time, also once the tender was launched, they could use this or they can use these uh, as swimming pools, and they're all decked out with beautiful, beautiful mosaics and so on because the owners actually use it as as uh, as, uh, as a swimming pool. So I think this is one of the examples, but we have uh, every single area of the yacht has changed a lot. We have put, like, a lot more, the trend now is to go to show kitchen, show cooking, but clearly uh, on these yachts you have a crew that every day has to eat, and you have from 10 to maybe... 20 people crew, and you don't want the main kitchen or the show kitchen to be uh, used every day by the chef uh, in, in the owner's areas uh, to be used to cook for the crew. So we still put the main galley uh, in the crew area, but we've started creating show show kitchens for show cooking uh, in the areas where the owner lives, like uh, the dining room or the of the upper deck salon. Um, so that the owners can enjoy either to cook themselves, or they can invite uh, Michelin star chefs, or some of them actually have some amazing cooks on board. So, and and they have their own cook that is like a friend to them, uh, cook and chat with them uh, in the
0: evening. Mm-hmm. I love the creativity of those ideas. You know, I love how these owners are coming with with um, some very non traditional ideas for all of us in yachting. I'm wondering if there are any particularly different or creative requests that some of the owners whose yachts are currently under construction have made. You know, Can you give us an example or two of something?
1: Um, I think uh, it's uh, difficult to choose what to talk about because our owners are very private and clearly they think about uh, their own little special things, and therefore, they're very jealous about them. But one thing I can tell you is a yacht that has been sailing now for a couple of years. It's one of a few yachts that CRN has built for an owner that was thinking also about um, chartering. Um, And this was basically cloud nine. It was launched uh, three years ago, two and a half years ago. And its owner had uh the wish to live on board and to go tour the world with his family and uh, and they had a couple of young kids and clearly the kids have to go to school so basically he created a convertible kindergarten um where basically uh, the 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 the, uh, the, the there was a room. That would normally be when he wasn't on board and the family wasn't on board uh, would be uh, part of a gym. Uh, but when uh, when they were on board, this could be transformed into a kindergarten. So uh, you still would have had a gym and that would have been down at the beach club. Uh, but the actual gym would have been turned uh, into the kindergarten by hiding all of the uh, machines into special built furniture and have the TV turn into a blackboard and the desks uh, come out and they look just as you would find in a kindergarten in a school to teach uh, your kids. So I think this is a simple thing, but it, it, nobody really had thought about it before. And it was uh, up on the, on the, on the third deck, on the upper deck. So it had beautiful views of the sea and so on. And the and the owner actually stayed on board for six straight months with his family, and the kids didn't miss a single day of school.
0: Now that's the kind of school that I wish I could have gone to when I was a little girl. That sounds amazing. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> Don't tell me
1: about it. It would have been really amazing. Um,
0: maybe in my next life I can come back as a as the child of a yacht owner. <laughs> We'll see. (laughs) I wish so, too. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Let's switch gears a little bit. There's a lot of discussion these days about being more environmentally sensitive. Do you find that your customers are paying more attention to, um, you know, technology that can help them be more mindful of the environment, uh, you know, in other words, are, are they asking for more than just hybrid propulsion? Are thinking about Are they thinking about other aspects also?
1: Yes, absolutely. And if I have to tell you the truth, um, I actually love to have these kind of conversations with my uh, clients because um, if you go check as uh, as CRN, we as Ferretti Group, we've built hybrid yachts. So as CRN, we haven't built any yet because. When we sit down with our clients, uh, we take a very engineer, engineeristic, engin- an approach that has a mathematical background. So actually hybrid propulsions on yachts, unless you go on to very large yachts over 100 meters, they don't really give you that much of, uh, of, of an improvement uh, for energy saving. But what we do spend a lot of time when they ask us things like these is to show them how much we can improve the energy saving and reduce the fuel emissions uh, by um, getting them to spend a little bit more uh, but putting extra insulation uh, materials that are better at keeping heat out or heat inside depending on the climate we're going in Um, A bit like you do in houses, you know, Um, and also using uh, lighting that can use less power using ways and means of heating up the water, for example, for the bathrooms and all of the sanitary equipment uh, by using heat exchangers on the engines or on the generators, which need to run anyway to produce electricity. And all you're doing is that you're recouping the energy from the heat of the engine by by warming up the water. so by adding up all of these small things, actually you will be amazed how much more you're doing you're saving power and energy uh, in a yacht and many people uh, do not see that um, and so this is the first step uh, the best step to to be uh, less uh, have a, a lesser impact on the planet. The other thing is that uh, our clients know that uh, we might not be the least expensive uh, because we do also invest a lot in our buildings, our facilities. We invested in the last five years over 25 million euros. That's nearly $30, 000, $30 million um, in, in uh, enlarging our, our shipyard, but also in uh, uh, doing a certain number of investments to reduce our uh, impact uh, and our emissions so we are now using geothermal um, energy by uh, using the water the temperature of the water that there is over 300 feet underneath our shipyard we're using uh, uh, solar panels to give us uh, to give us energy and electricity to, to help us during the construction, and two, that helps us to heat up or cool down our facilities. Um, we are, we've insulated all of our facilities uh, better than actually the houses where we live, which uh, really helps in reducing, again, the impact. So I think these are things that really make a difference. And our owners are not, they know that we are building a yacht, so they don't use this as a way to to market the fact that they're green, because they know that a yacht will always have an impact. But by doing all of these things, they're reducing enormously, tremendously their impact. Now, there's also many new rules that have been introduced in the last 10 years, where all of the waste of a a yacht has to be recycled. Uh, Only the parts that cannot be recycled will be thrown away. You have systems on board that the sewage doesn't go directly on board, but it's treated and gets separated so that the water that goes out is completely clean. And all you're keeping on board is the way the the dirty, like like a a bit like if you were a sewage plant, no more, Mm -hmm. no less than what happens in our houses. So these are all the things that really make an impact. So maybe not as flashy as hybrid propulsion, but definitely a lot more effective.
0: Right, right. It's good to hear that you're trying to take the lead in terms of giving the client some options. I really think that that's important for our industry to do as much as especially in the custom realm, it's important to to listen to the client and hear their ideas and to deliver what they want. I think it's also very important for all of us on the industry side to, you know, really take that lead in terms of showing them the possibilities and and putting it out there for their consideration. They may not be aware of certain aspects, for example, like what you were saying in terms of how they can have the energy savings and the emissions reductions, um, you know, simple things like capturing that waste heat, so to speak, and using that to heat the water. And it's also good, I think, for the shipyards, as you were describing, to uh, you know, the, we have a saying in English: uh, if you're going to talk the talk, you need to walk the walk. You know, you're you're not just saying, Absolutely well, here's something you can off. do. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not just here's something you can do, clients. You know, your your company in it in itself is trying to be. More mindful and and try to do more of the right things to lessen that you know that impact. I think that's really important for all of us to demonstrate.
1: I agree 100, percent and that's why we didn't just stop at hybrid propulsion. I think uh, I think there's some 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 solutions that cost money, uh, will increase the cost of the yacht for the owner, but will. Impact both positively the, 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 the environment, but also impact positively the usage of the yacht by the owner and his guests and his crew.
0: Right, right. And sometimes you know the the um, euro or dollar cost is actually a savings in a different way. It doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary savings. That they feel like there is a value overall in what something Absolutely. is doing.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, then, it, then it's worth the it. It's not
1: always about money, but you have to spend well your money. There's no need right. of chucking it away and then not getting any benefit out of it. You know, the benefit has to be for you, or for the environment, or for whoever. But there has to be a benefit. If it's just mm-hmm. uh, a way of saying, a way of being able to advertise, oh, you see, I've done this, so I'm okay. No, it hasn't got to be just for your conscience. You have to do things properly.
0: Right, right, absolutely. So we have a couple minutes left. I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about some of the projects that are at the shipyard right now. I realize the the owners are quite private, but if there are some details you can share in terms of when they're launching and maybe a special feature or two, that would be great.
1: Well, right now we have, uh, in CRN, we have five uh, yachts being built at CRN. And uh, always in the Ancona shipyard, we have uh, another two yachts that are being built. As One is Pershing. It's the Pershing 140, a 40-knot boat, uh, 140 feet, and the, R- the Riva 50-meter uh, number two. Um, the Pershing 140 is nearly finished. The Riva 50-meter number two will be delivered next summer, while for CRN, we have a beautiful 62-meter Nuvolari Leonard, very futuristic uh, design, uh, axe bow being delivered right now as we speak. And this one actually has a beautiful technological idea. Instead of just having, as many of the plumb bows have, uh, axe bows have, with, um, to avoid having water running up the bow when you're, uh, sailing in uh, heavy weather or fast at its maximum speed, um, many designers have uh, fitted uh, spoilers to keep down uh, the water uh, fixed ones. Instead, we've designed one that the captain can open or close uh, depending at what speed he's sailing. So when you're uh, at anchor or in the harbor, you have a beautiful line, it's italian design line, uh, and when you're sailing you can have the beauty of not having water running up and we were the first one to design something like this we've also got uh, a 72 meters that is being built right now with uh Celli exterior uh, a very very large volume yacht for its uh, length um, this yacht is all about family use uh, beach area Uh, dancing, stage area, uh, private area, uh, an area for the kids to play. So um, something that has really been thought and studied for over two years by the owner before he started actually uh, building the yacht. Then we have a 60-meter, all-aluminum, over 180 feet, all-aluminum yacht, shallow draft, fast yachts. Um, again, this comes from the know-how of CRN and the know-how of Ferretti Group having a brand like Pershing that is a fast yacht brand. Um, this is a boat that will ensure a um, cruising speed, uh, a minimum cruising speed at full load of uh, 21.5 knots. So it's a really fast boat, but especially it's a shallow draft boat, so perfect for the Bahamas and these and, and these kind of uh, beautiful waters where uh, the the shallower you can go, the better, the nicer the places. And then we have a 62-meter design by Omega, uh, so Dutch designer, but uh, Italian interior by Polina DNA. And that will be delivered again in two years' time. So we have plenty of projects going on at the yard. uh and, uh, and again, we've just signed a 52 meter, all aluminum, um, very large volume, again, for its size, yachts, aluminum, again, to be able to reduce, uh, costs more, but we're reducing the displacement, so we're reducing the weight to power ratio you need to advance the yachts, so again, reducing the impact. So many, many different projects. Uh, anyone that uh, comes to Italy and is interested in in mega yachts uh, definitely should stop at our Super Yacht Yard, CRM Yard in Ancona.
0: Yeah, you certainly have a lot going on, and the new 52 meter sounds great too. Looking forward to learning more about that. Thank you so much for your time today, Stefano. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and learning more about the philosophy of the shipyard and everything that's going on there.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, and uh, I hope to speak to you soon, very soon again.
0: Yes. Hopefully, we can have an aperitivo in uh, in a few months when uh, things calm down a little bit.
1: <laughs> I really do hope that it's going to be on me.
0: Oh, wonderful. <laughs> well, everyone, if you'd like to learn more about what CRN can do for you, you can visit their website, which is crn com. That wraps up this episode of Megayacht News Radio. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please share the word on social media, plus subscribe to our feed automatically. You can do so through Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, or Spotify. And, of course, if you'd like to learn more about what's going on in the world of large yacht cruising, you can visit our website, which is megayachtnews.com. Until next time, I'm Diane Byrne.